0: Hello and welcome to Imperfect Men, yet another Rexy pod rating all the Founding Fathers from Andrew Adams to George Wythe. I'm Cody. I'm Stephen. And today we are talking about Richard Bassett.
1: Oh, the old Bassett Hound himself.
0: Uh, ba- I, and I did look this up, because I knew you'd <laughs> ask at some point, no relation to the person who Bassett Hounds are named after. Oh. Bassett Hounds are not named after a person. Okay, that makes sense. So it's like, I think Bassett is from a French word. Oh, okay. so, so, yeah, not named after a person, so just just coincidence. Yeah,
1: it probably has something to do with hunting, I'm sure.
0: Maybe, or maybe his family are named after basset hounds. So maybe it's the other way around. Oh, weird. I don't. Know. Mm. Anyway, Richard Bassett born April second, seventeen forty five, in Cecil County, Maryland. Cecil or Cecil? I say Cecil. Mm. The son of Arnold and Judith Bassett. Uh, when he was a boy, his father abandoned the family. Okay. Yeah, and young Richard was raised by a relative, Peter Lawson. Uh, Richard would go on later to inherit Lawson's Bohemian Manor property in Maryland.
1: Oh.
0: Uh, he studied law and was admitted to the bar in 1770 and moved to Dover, Delaware.
1: Huh, another lawyer, huh?
0: Yeah, another lawyer, yes. <laughs> uh, he was successful at this. He was also successful at farming, and he owned multiple residences. So. Okay. He's got multiple properties. Pulled himself
1: up by the bootstraps. Yeah,
0: which... Successful farmer, multiple properties, Maryland and Delaware. You can imagine what's involved in that.
1: Well, those are northern states.
0: Those were those are the northernmost slave states. Oh, okay, so, <laughs> fair enough. Yes. So, uh, he married Anne Ennels in 1774. and would have four children with her. Became a prominent local leader and quote developed a reputation for hospitality. He became a prominent local leader and quote developed a reputation for hospitality and philanthropy.
1: Oh quote. southern charm.
0: Yep. Uh like the northernmost southern charm. Like <laughs> yeah, as, right. as northern as you can get and still kind of be in the south. I don't know. Well,
1: yeah, Maryland and Delaware. That's a it's a weird it's a weird position. They,
0: yeah. They were they were like some of the slave states that didn't secede during the Civil War. So they're like those in betweeners. Ah like
1: so, Kentucky and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, he served on Delaware's Committee of Safety in 1776 and participated in the state's Constitutional Convention, which that's come up a few times. These committees of safety, committee correspondence, you know, kind of like, you know, yeah, substitute yeah. government type of thing. Yep, yep. Uh, he helped to organize militia units in Delaware that same year. And he would join the, the Delaware militia in 1777, serving as a captain in the cavalry. Uh, and he continued in that role until 1781 and was elected to the state legislature in 1782 and in 86. Uh, and also in 86, he participated in something called the Annapolis Convention, oh. which is kind of like a, you could look at it as a precursor to the Constitutional Convention. It, it was kind of like an initial meeting of some delegates from some states, um, not all of them, um, I mean 12 of the 13 would go to the Constitutional Convention. The Annapolis Convention only had a few. Okay. But they kind of agreed, like, let's meet next year. Let's put out a general call to kind of, you know, everybody get together, fix the Articles of Confederation. Yeah. So he attends that. It's just kind of like this precursor to that. Uh, and he would later serve as a delegate to the... I don't know why I'm gesturing with my hands. Nobody can see me gesture with my hands. Uh, he would serve I can see you. As a, oh, thank you. He would serve as a delegate to the Constitutional Convention in 1787. Uh, and where he would sign it, which is why we're talking about him. Uh, after the Constitution was ratified, he was elected as one of Delaware's first two U.S. senators, serving in 1789 to 93, which I think is he's, he's only the second senator we've talked about so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, he left Congress when he was appointed as a state judge in Delaware, uh, serving on the bench uh, throughout the rest of the 1790s. Uh, his wife, Anne, would die in 1796. Hmm. Uh, In 1799, he was elected governor of Delaware. Mm -hmm. Uh, The following year, he remarried to Betsy Garnett in 1800. Uh, In 1801, early 1801, he's appointed as one of President John Adams's midnight judges to the circuit bench.
1: That sounds... Now, this takes a little bit of explanation.
0: So, basically how the U.S. judiciary is set up now. You have your Supreme court at the top. The next layer, you have your appeals courts. Layer below that, your district courts. It's so like the district courts. There's at least one for every state. Some states has have, mul- have multiple, depending on how you know how many how, what, their, what their caseloads are like. And then when an appeal is made, they appeal up to the courts of appeals, and they're like circuit circuit courts of appeals. Hmm. So they cover like multiple states, like wide areas of the country. Hmm. And then they appeal up to the Supreme Court. Oh, how it used to be, you would have your district judges. And the Supreme Court, you didn't have that in between oh, layer. No in between. And what would happen if there was an appeal made? Supreme Court justices, the uh, Supreme Court justices themselves would quote ride circuit. That's why it's called a circuit court because they would ride in a circuit. Okay. So like they would say like, okay, I have this circuit. It covers Richmond. Um, Charleston, Cincinnati, Lexington, uh, Knoxville. I write in this circuit hearing appeals. Well, That's okay. what the Supreme Court justices used to actually do. Wow, they'd only meet in Washington for a, a kind of a relatively brief period of time. They're not like basically stationary in Washington like they are now.
1: Well, okay, well, uh, different. Well, <laughs> I yeah, mean, they, they didn't. They didn't have instant communication like we do now. So.
0: Right. So, and they would pretty much always complain about their caseload. So the Judiciary Act of 1801 created what were called circuit judgeships. So it, the Supreme Court justices would still ride circuit, but then they would have specific judges who also rode circuit and heard these appeals. Okay. So it was it took like a bit of a caseload off the uh, Supreme Court justices. Okay. Now also in 1801 the Federalist Party who'd been in charge basically the whole time up until now. They lost in the election of 1800. Okay. Like they lost to the confusingly named Democratic-Republican Party.
1: <laughs> Democratic Republican. Yes. Yeah. That didn't change until way later. The like they switched view Well, like this is more. like
0: Democratic hyphen Republican Party. It's like one party. One party. Okay. Yeah, one party. Oh, that's even more confusing. That that's yeah, that's why. Um if anything it's a precursor to the democratic party. Okay. Um, the republicans would come much later. But that was Thomas Jefferson's party. And so they're coming into power, they get the White House, they they're, they're going to have control of Congress. So basically the Federalist Congress under John Adams who were, you know, they were just elected out, but this is still that in-between time between mm-hmm. the election and getting sworn in cuz at this time it was like a five there's like 5 months in between. So to now it was like 2 months. Oh. Um, and then it changed to the 1930s. But so they're like passing all these bills and creating a whole bunch of judgeships, just to kind of like increase the number of Federalist judges out there in the ju- in the judiciary. Mm-hmm. So they'll get favorable rulings when the Democratic Republicans are like, you know, pass these you a know, bunch of laws that they don't agree with. Who get some Federalist judges who're like, well, that's unconstitutional. Oh, you can't do that. I see. And so a lot of them were called midnight judges because john adams would like s- stay up late into the night writing out the commissions and the nominations for these guys <laughs> sending them over to congress real quick and then just getting them rubber stamped Get- getting basically. them in yeah so they were wow. just derisively called midnight judges okay
1: yeah so it's like almost like a double meaning because it's like he was trying to do it so fast and then they're the kind of like he kind of just snuck them in there you know
0: yeah, yeah. yeah that was kind of the perception yeah um and he he was one of the uh, bassett was one of these midnight judges he wasn't one for long, though, because in 1802, the now Democratic, or the, the Jeffersonian Republican is what they were often called, Jefferson's eyes in Congress, they repeal that Judiciary Act, thereby eliminating Bassett's judgeship, so he's no longer a judge.
1: <laughs> oh, wow, okay. <laughs> so he's only
0: in there for about a year. And he takes this opportunity, like, you yeah, know, I'm getting a old, I'm just going to go ahead and retire. Uh, and he does so, and he retires and dies on August 15th, 1815. At Bohemia Manor in Maryland, aged seventy.
1: Seventy. You lived a
0: long, long yeah, time yeah, for good, back then. Yeah, for back then, yeah, good good long life. So all right, let's get down to it. Brass per- tax. Perpetual union. How influential were they on the formation of the documents? Well, he's only relevant to the Constitution. And relevant is a strong word. <laughs> Bassett, quote, made no speeches served on no committees, and cast no critical votes, end quote. <laughs> he's the guy sitting at the back of the classroom, just kind of twiddling his thumbs, and like, you know, if a vote comes up, he'll like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And he signs at the end, he's done. Wow, so, wow, okay. So, he's there for the whole convention. But he doesn't do anything. He did not do anything. That's almost um, worse <laughs> than just not being there. But... When it came time for Delaware to ratify the Constitution, he was, quote, the most important figure in the fight to win ratification in Delaware, end quote.
1: Okay. So
0: So he's a little more relevant back home when it's time to ratify. And Delaware is the first state to ratify the Constitution. Dang. Which Delaware's only claim to fame. December 7th, 1787, I think. Okay. And the vote was 30 to nothing in favor of ratification. Wow. So... It was also, you know, fairly done fairly quickly because one, Delaware didn't have that many people. And two, it's literally right across the river from Philadelphia. Okay. So, didn't take much.
1: Yeah, sure. So, but that's pretty, I mean, that's a pretty big thing, though. I mean,
0: yeah, but I mean, if he was one of the most important figures to speak for it, was there that much opposition? I mean, it's 30 to nothing.
1: Well, maybe he was just that convincing.
0: Maybe, but also it's like, I'm thinking like, I don't really think maybe he helped that much. It was already kind of...
1: You think he just went there and was like, hey, this sounds good. And they're all like, yeah, we we already know. And then they're like, Yeah, okay. like
0: th- that kind of situation. Yeah, yeah so...
1: <sighs> but, I mean, they did point it out specifically that he was an important figure yeah. in getting that done. Yeah. So he did. he did more than just like go back and be like, hey this thing's happening is that's yeah. pretty and everybody's like yeah we're good and i think it was more i than mean that. I, was, I
0: was in the back taking notes the whole time i didn't say anything or raise my hand or anything <laughs> yeah. so here's all my notes
1: yeah maybe maybe he did that maybe that's why he wasn't participating because he was just listening to everybody's <laughs> you know they yeah. all the pros and cons and he was like well the pros i way outweigh the cons so i'm gonna get delaware to back this yeah. thing that's you all know, i got for yeah. that what do you want to give him? <sighs> out of 10 so he did nothing there, but he did a lot there. I'm going to give him a four. I'm a four? Yep. All
0: right. Well, I'm I'm not as impressed as you are. i might give him a two. Because it's just like...
1: <laughs> it's not a ten, though. You know what I mean? I know like that. That's a lot.
0: I know. But it's just like, you know, I, I just don't... Like, he didn't, he didn't do anything while he was there.
1: He didn't do anything while he was there, like you said, but if he he was a he was, if he was a big part of getting Delaware to ratified, that's,
0: the then... huh? <laughs> that's where he's getting the two from. That's where he's getting the two from. That's
1: where he gets the four from. From me,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, I, I was just saying. Right. I was saying. That's four and two. That's a six for perpetual Union. All right. Uh, we the people. Uh, how important were they to uh, to history outside? The founding documents, what kind of legacy they leave. So, as I said, Committee of Safety in the early days of the Revolution. Serving the Delaware militia. Uh, two years of state legislature. One of Delaware's first two, uh, two U.S. senators, where he was an advocate for the establishment of the federal capital along the Potomac River. He voted in favor of that. Oh. It's like where D.C. is today. Oh. Uh, state, federal judge. And governor of Delaware, where his main focus was reforming the militia. So okay. a, lot, a lot of work with the militia. Yeah, okay. So Military a, a lot work. of the bureaucratic Fair, yeah. uh, stuff you have to do, which, again, I don't know how much, how big Delaware's militia is, but...
1: It uh, probably wasn't huge. But, no. I mean, no. everybody played their part, you know. Yeah.
0: So what do we want to give him?
1: I think I'll give him a four on this one, too. I mean, he didn't do a lot, but he didn't do yeah. nothing.
0: Yeah, he didn't do... Yeah, I mean, he's not to the heights of you know other people. Like some a, of the other guys, like an Adams or an Adams <laughs> yeah. or a, a, a Baldwin.
1: Yeah, some of those guys didn't like. There's just nothing.
0: Yeah, I'm um, gonna I mean three. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, nothing like really stands out to me from uh from this uh, information. So. Four to
1: three. Yeah, not a ton of stuff, but I mean, picking where, you know, know, voting on where the, you know, the capital is going to be, that's kind of a
0: bigger one. Yeah. I'm sticking with three. So four to three, that's a seven for We the People. Now, articles of impeachment. How scandalous were they? As I mentioned, uh oh. They had some farms and some slave states, which means slavery. Oh boy, oh boy. But. There's a caveat to it. Oh. He owns slaves, but in the 1780s, he converted to Methodism, so he's now a Methodist. Okay. And he decides to free his slaves. Oh. And he would later advocate for Delaware to abolish slavery. Man, this
1: guy is just, like, all over the place. He's, like... Well, I'm not going to do anything here, but I'll go to Delaware and make sure that they ratify this thing. Yep. Oh, I have slaves, but you know what? I know I think it's wrong now, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna flee, free all the slaves and and, yeah. and try to help.
0: Now, this is after so several years of profiting off of them,
1: right? Of course, but I mean, yeah, every, I mean it was kind of a thing then, so it was like he probably thought he was just going along with everybody else, and then you know he started thinking about the moral side yeah. of it.
0: Well, I mean, and then he got religion. Right. well that's what i mean you
1: you start thinking about all the moral sides of it and it's like you know what this is wrong you know what i mean like and and it's people can change you Mm -hmm. know like just because he was you know a shitty person before doesn't mean he can't change true and i'm and i'm good with and especially since he fought for yeah later on
0: advocated for the state abolishing slavery see that's a big thing that's big
1: so yeah i'm not going to give him a I'm going to give him, like, a two then.
0: That's what I was going to give him. Because, uh, yeah, my my default four for slave owners, I'm like, well, he freed them. and later wanted a slavery gone, so I'll just cut my four in half. <laughs>
1: That's what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. So,
0: so uh, so that is a... I had nothing else for Markle's impeachment. It wasn't, it wasn't really too much out there on this guy. So he's just kind of in the shadows.
1: Oh, well, <laughs> he's, like, a really... It's got a lot of weird, uh, you know, opposite things that's been happening. It's like, I'm not going to do something here, but then I'm going to do something here. Then yeah. I'm gonna do this thing and then completely do the opposite of that thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a
0: two and a two. So four for articles of impeachment. Now your favorite category. Uh-oh. Whites of their eyes. There's a picture?
1: What do they look like? Hey, if you show me a Bassett hound, I'm going to throw it at you.
0: That is Richard Bassett from, it's a profile image. Okay. It's from an is... 1802 engraving. So it is contemporary. Okay. You, you can't really see much of him, but you that's the engraving? only thing I could find.
1: Man, I it's very very well done. I thought it was a picture at first. When you first showed it to me, I was like, "Did
0: they take a picture? Well, engraving of a picture."
1: Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, oh yeah, all right. No, it's like that's really really well done. It's a bust. Um, he's got like a dark jacket yeah. on like they always did, short um, you know, shortish hair profile version profile of him yeah nice long slender nose looks like a dude looks like an old dude
0: <laughs> yeah i mean nothing
1: it's hard to say it's hard to like really yeah. describe nothing some of these guys special nothing sticks out it. yeah yeah a lot of these guys don't have any facial hair or anything like that, he that has weird be...
0: looking ears those ears yeah he does those but ears. i mean that could just be from yeah the... that could just be the yeah. person who engraved yeah just didn't uh didn't know how to, to do ears. it right, <laughs> yeah.
1: but I thought it was—I thought it was a picture when you showed me. I was like, "Oh, yeah. damn!" So, so that's pretty good. Um, so not got, amazing. It's black and white too. Yeah, no color, no pop, um, no razz-badazz. Um I think I'm gonna give that a two.
0: Two. All right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'll, I'll match your two. Yeah, it's just nothing. It's black and white. Out. Pops
1: yeah. out. It, it does. It's very. It's photorealistic. Which is good.
0: Yeah, it's very detailed.
1: It's only the side of his head, though. Yeah. Yeah, two.
0: Alright, so that is a four for whites of their eyes. Bonus round. He signed the Constitution. He gets one point.
1: (laughs) Signed the Constitution.
0: So, let me put this in our patented imperfect men calculator <laughs> 22 22 points oh that's
1: pretty low <laughs> yeah not great uh, but that's... i mean he wasn't very scandalous besides the slave thing yeah there wasn't much about him he didn't do a lot
0: yeah 22 that puts him um puts him at one point above john alsop wow. 21 wow
1: is he lo- so he's not the lowest
0: no, he's not. Andy's still the lowest. Yeah. Uh. Andy's still bringing up the rear with a seven. All right, seven. Because he didn't have a picture. Remember? Oh, my God. So he, yeah. he, just, he just got a he got a goose egg in that category.
1: Jeez. Okay, well, 22. Yeah, okay.
0: So, uh, but that doesn't, it's not the whole show. <laughs> no. We got to ask the question Nuh-uh. Richard Bassett. uh uh-uh. Are you a founding father? Uh-oh. Our Arf-
1: Oh, you said it was soft. <laughs> said no. it's so soft.
0: uh what, what what do you think?
1: I'm gonna go floundering. Yeah, there's just not enough to go with.
0: Yeah, there's nothing special about this guy. Like nothing stands out to me Mm-mm. from him. Um, it, so it's yeah. just like you know, kind of bland. It's like you know, it, it, asking the question. It's like you know, part of it is, would you talk about this guy ever?
1: Mm, and no, I mean we're talking about him right now. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> would you like
0: just you know go up to somebody on the street like, hey, let me tell you about Richard Bassett? No, you wouldn't.
1: Well, no, I mean, no,
0: no, yeah, but, I, I mean, I mean, be, be like who, like what, what is there to tell?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: true. So there's no, just nothing. He just kind of sat in the back of the classroom and twiddled his thumbs. So well,
1: yeah, he was there, but he that's all he was. He yep. was just
0: there. He he was present. Yeah. so so sorry richard bassett you're a floundering father Mm. you get like a kind of rundown dog kennel in dc named after you (laughs) so uh this one was kind of shorter so um as i typically do maybe a little, little bit of explainer about a document that that person signed so we'll We'll talk about the Constitution a little what? bit. Uh, we haven't talked about, I think he's only the second Constitution signer well, we've talked about. Right. So, And the other one was uh, Abraham Baldwin, and he had a lot. So uh, look, I'll just give a little, little outline of the Constitution for you. Uh, it was the second governmental framework of the United States after the Articles of Confederation. Composed of a preamble, seven articles, and the closing endorsement. It was the result of the Constitutional Convention, which met from May 25th to September 17th, 1787. So just the anniversary of its opening was a few days ago when we're recording this. Oh. Signed by 39 delegates from 12 states. Out of 55 who attended and 42 who were present at the end. And the Convention Secretary. Wow. So there were so there were three people at the end who refused, who saw the final project and refused to sign it.
1: Oh, dang! And I think
0: we are going to be talking about all three of them. At some did point. they sign the other ones? I think a couple of them did. I I did throw a few people. Like we were going to talk about a few people who didn't sign anything. Okay, and we'll discuss whether or not they deserve to be you know founding father. Like like Thomas Paine.
1: Oh right. He's uh, right.
0: he's often included as a founding father, right. and we'll discuss like. Should he be one?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, because mm-hmm. he's normally lumped in there, but he didn't sign any doc. He was never in Congress or anything. He, right, he was didn't. never a delegate to anything. So, Right, right. Um, so I think we will talk about those three. And we can elaborate kind of why, because there was opposition to the Constitution. There was a lot of opposition to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can just maybe discuss that a little bit when we get to those three. Yeah, I'll be in. So, um, It was ratified by all 13 colonies between 1787 and 1790, Uh, Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey in December 1787, Georgia and Connecticut in January of 88, Massachusetts in February of 88, Maryland in April of 88, South Carolina in May of 88, New Hampshire in June of 88. It was the ninth state to ratify, and according to the Constitution, nine of the 13 had to ratify it for it to become operational. So, New Hampshire was the clinching vote nice. for the Constitution to go into effect. Uh, Virginia, in June, also in June of 88, New York in July of 88. Now, the last to North Carolina, Rhode Island. North Carolina ratifies it in November of 1789. The Constitution's already been in effect for uh, since March of 89, <laughs> So so they're a little late to the game. Rhode Island doesn't ratify it until May of 1790. So it's already (laughs) been in effect for over a year. And Rhode Island was basically bullied into ratifying it. Because they were like... Rhode Island during the colonial period is just... It's kind of the odd duckling. It doesn't send any delegates to the Constitutional Convention. Wow. Yeah. It's the one state that doesn't do so. Um, yeah, Yeah. Basically, they were told by the federal government, Okay either you ratify it or we are kicking you out of the country Ooh. and you you, you you and your ten little, guys tiny Rhode Island <laughs> will have to fend for yourself
1: that's hilarious yeah so I mean it, how many people lived there at the time probably maybe a couple thousand if not oh, yeah
0: I mean it would have been in the thousands yeah yeah that's what I mean I, like yeah I don't know if it's over a million today
1: <sighs>
0: that's a maybe good question. I, I, maybe I'm possibly I don't know but here from Rhode Island uh, let us know Uh, Like, how many neighbors you got? Like, two, three, four?
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, And the Constitution, it would be amended 27 times between 1789
1: and 1992. Dang. Also, the Rhode Island population is 1.096 million.
0: So, not too much over a million. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but yeah, the last amendment was within our lifetimes. Yep. And 20... You know, I might talk about the 27th Amendment here for just a moment. Because, like, the Bill of Rights, you know, always told, like, oh, first 10 amendments, 1789, that kind of thing. The original Bill of Rights had 12 articles, not oh. 10. Oh. 10 of them got ratified. One of them never did. And it's still technically pending before the states because they never put an expiration date on it. Oh, wow. Um, It was for, like congressional apportionment like you know how many people per representative like that kind of thing mm-hmm. the remaining article it kind of just sat as an note like just open uh, for well over two centuries nearly uh or, or nearly two centuries and it was like this grad student in texas who was doing like some constitutional law research or something and was like hey you know there's no expiration date on this. So states still could theoretically ratify this and it be, a, be an amendment. Okay. And it just kind of snowballed and states like picked it up like, oh, yeah, we'll ratify that. What will it? I'll get to that. In okay. um, <laughs> You're holding me in through the <laughs> 80s, more and more states ratified until 1992, the last state necessary, I think it's 38 states necessary now, ratified it. So it, like, sat pending for nearly, for over 200 years before it was finally part of the Constitution. That's crazy. Yeah. Basically, uh, all the 27th Amendment is, is that when Congress votes itself a pay raise, it doesn't take effect until after the next inauguration. Uh. So, so like, let's say, like, right now, the 118th Congress voted for senators and representatives to get a pay raise. Okay. It wouldn't take effect until January third, twenty twenty five, when the next Congress okay. comes in. Right. Okay. So it's like you can't vote yourself a raise, basically.
1: That well, that's kind b- okay. of okay. So
0: it puts a delay on it. That's basically all it is.
1: Okay. Yeah. So yeah,
0: twenty seventh <laughs> amendment is a weird one. I uh, mean,
1: I feel like that's that's, good. Good. that's actually good though. I uh, like,
0: yeah, it's a- I agree. It's, it's a it's a good thing, but it's, it's just weird that like. Oh, yeah, I just sat there for 200 years. Yeah, And
1: then some student (laughs) was like, hey, this thing's still here. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Um, And then I'll talk about the preamble here just briefly. Uh, It's the opening statement of the Constitution and lays out the purposes of the document. We, the people of the United States, in order to form form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity to ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America which if you remember the articles didn't really have a preamble like that
1: Mm-mm.
0: it was just like we the states of blah 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 have this <laughs> yeah it was it was like bare bones like it wasn't like okay, we're gonna. This is our like. It didn't list out its objectives, right? Like yeah. it does here. Like okay, we're gonna establish justice. We're gonna ensure domestic tranquility. We're gonna promote the general welfare. We're gonna do all these things, right? That you know we feel a just government and a society should do. So, uh, it it kind of just has a whole different tone. I mean, we the people. I mean. Lord, how often do you see that quoted and thrown Everywhere. on something? I mean, hell, we have it as one of our categories. <laughs> it <Yeah>. is iconic. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was composed in the final days of the Constitutional Convention, mostly by Gouverneur Morris. And that is his name, Gouverneur. Gouverneur. It's like a french Oof. Frenchy way of, french way of like saying and spelling governor.
1: French-fried way. <laughs> yeah. French-fried way of saying governor. Gouverneur.
0: It's like G-O-U-V-E-R-N-E-U-R. Oh, Lord. Yeah. They gotta be different, don't they? We will talk about him, but I'll just say this: it is a shame he was never governor of his state.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, governor, (laughs) governor, governor,
0: gov, gov, big gov, gov, gov. gov. (laughs) But yeah, it's a, it's a shame. Um, The first clause originally listed out each individual state like the articles, uh, because that was the custom. Uh, But it was changed to quote of the United States because the uncertainty of the ratification process because they didn't want us because it only required nine of the 13 to ratify they didn't want to speak for any state that rejected it so they just said of the United States which kind of in a way was like covering that but also was like okay we are one country we are not 13 individual states or polities you know throwing this together sure. we are one country this is for the whole country yeah. So not just particular states. Uh, But the preamble, it does not have any legal standing as decided through litigation and judicial review. So, like, you know, you can't sue the federal government for not doing enough to promote the general welfare. Oh, sure.
1: (laughs) So basically it's just pretty words.
0: Well, it it can be helpful in deciding the spirit of the Constitution. Right. Which judges and justices can, like, you know, Interpret,
1: yeah, it's like poem. Uh, uh, it's like poetry.
0: broad, many uh, number of ways, but sure, it, it does give the document a bit more, a bit more of a well. I mean, like I said, a bit more of a spirit than the art, because the article is just very, just bare bones. Sure, you didn't really feel anything more. Like this is a this is an inspiring document. Sure, so I mean, hell, yeah. we went, we went to DC was well, it four years ago now? Yeah, and. Went to the National Archives, and I literally wept.
1: Oh, you, you silly!
0: I wept when I saw this thing.
1: So, <laughs> oh yeah, the the actual Constitution, yeah, the like for the
0: first, the only time in my life I actually saw the thing, like oh, that declaration. That was an and experience, I, and I wept
1: going to that giant room, and like they have
0: like a giant dark room. Yeah, yeah. It, was,
1: it was like. You could only get so close to it and all that. Yeah, like... I had
0: to jostle people. Like, I think I pushed a stroller out of the way <laughs> he's like, just to see it. Like, he's knocking over old like, ladies. Child. And... Look, look, <laughs> this has been a lifelong obsession with me. I've been to D.C. before, and we went to the Nat- on as part of a school trip. And we we pulled up to the National Archives, and they were closed.
1: Bump. So, like, this oh. this
0: was a lifetime odyssey for me to get there again, to see it. And he I did, it. thankfully. You saw it. But, yeah, I, uh, I was a big goober. I wept, so... <laughs> So, that, so you know this, it's an inspiring document. But but yeah, that's the preamble. So just a little, little bit of the Constitution there. I'm um, sure we will. Um,
1: and uh, who wrote the Constitution? A lot of people. Who wrote that preamble? Gouverneur Morris.
0: Gouverneur. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. said that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, m- mostly, I mean, it's like the rest of it has some edits to it. But yeah, he. You can one. tell
1: it. You know, he probably had. Uh, kind of like the spirit of a writer or, yeah. or a poet or something, because the way it's written is meant to inspire. Yes. Like, uh, like in more so than like pretty much anything that's written now. Like if we, if you were getting, if you were, if we were going to write up a new thing, it would not sound anything like no. that because pe- I don't know. I, I don't know if that, that art is just dead it, it would just or be, dying. America, freedom, <laughs> America, America, yeah. America, great. Yeah. There's, freedom. There's, there's no poetry to it like they did back then. No.
0: That's well, why I mean, it's
1: that's why I think that's why it you know, it it evokes the emotion that it does is because of the way it's written. Yeah. You know, they knew how to write things to get people riled up like that, so
0: Yeah. I agree. It it's it's also telling of the time. Like they were they knew that like this is our second crack at this, we probably won't get another we need to like get everybody on board and we need to make them feel the emotions. We need to make them feel inspired. Mm-hmm. We need to like unite them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So uh, they, do, they did a good job. Yes, they did. Um, sources for this, uh, Judith Lindenmuth on her, on the Widener law blog website, Um uh, Talk about the Grave of Richard Bassett called Local Legal Historical Sites, Grave of Richard Bassett. Uh, Russ Pickett, uh, the article on Richard Bassett in the Delaware's Governor's website. Uh, Robert, K. Moore, uh, Robert K. Wright and Morris McGregor, Soldier Statesman of the Constitution from 1987. As always, the U.S. Congress's biographical directory. Uh, and of course, see the pin uh, tweet for general sources. The podcast I'm going to recommend another Rexy pod called "So You Think You Can Rule Persia." (laughs) Persia. So you think you can rule Persia? Uh, Basically, they go through all the ancient Persian monarchs from Cyrus and Darius and Xerxes. Guys from 300. (laughs) Uh, Alexander the Great. Uh, They eventually get to Sharpor. Uh, so talk about them uh, So go check them out They're pretty good uh, They have the official Imperfect men's Seal approval uh, You should so start th- sending
1: that to people <laughs> Just like get it like a gold stamp That's our logo and yeah. just, Here you go <laughs> Just stamp it yeah. And be like Official like seal. they're
0: like one of those old, like wax seals. These yeah, seal yeah. Well, we should do that. That'd be awesome. We should do that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Just seal letters with that
1: and like yeah. put them in the post
0: office. And they'll yeah. be like, what? What is this? Like, See, we get the would... gold stamp,
1: yeah. And then we get the wax seal, and we put it in like an old timey looking uh envelope. We yeah. send it to them, and all <laughs> it'll be a, the wax seal. They'll open it up and it'll just be a big gold stamp inside. <laughs> <There we> go. <laughs> they'll, they'll be like, What? <laughs> no, uh, no explanation. Oh, yep. uh, that's a good
0: idea uh something else i wanted to mention um just a little self promotion because i'm a worthless hack um i had i started a new twitter feed it's not a podcast or anything like that it's literally just a twitter feed uh where i kind of just go and do a little blurb about all the you know state the roadside historical markers you see everywhere if your state has them um i just take a picture of everyone i encounter a little Take a little video of the surrounding area and do a little blurb about it. Um,
1: we did a bunch in Tennessee. Yeah, did
0: recently. a bunch. We went to Tennessee. I uh, passed like a couple weeks. I've kind of just driven around here and done a lot of them from around here. Yeah, uh, built up a lot of them. And you know, kind of the point is to you know go to these places and actually kind of see where all this stuff happens. Because I mean, of course, you can just look. Look up pictures of these things online. And well, where's stuff. the fun in exactly. that? Exactly. So the whole point is to actually go to these places. So and we've been
1: traveling a lot. So, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 so, you know,
0: and I have a way of verifying that I w- actually went there. Um, you'll see on the pictures on the Twitter feed. Um, it's called a historical journey. Uh, I think the Twitter handle is at hist at a hist journey. I don't remember if there's a number on there or not, but you can just <laughs> search for it. Um, just find or, it. Google yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or find <laughs> like. I mean, you can do the investigation from our our Twitter page. So um, we'll get an official th- thing for that. Yes. Later. So um, and if you have something you'd like to share, you know, DM them to me. Um, I'll I'll throw them up there and credit you with them. So, but you know, just make sure you go to these places. You know, just go online and find a picture of one because you know that's pointless cheating. So yeah, it's cheating. That's the Barry Bonds method. So. <laughs> So, you know, just go go check that out. You know, I'll try to throw one up there every day if I got one. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's all I got for this week. Who is that? It was Richard Bassett.
1: Richard? I already
0: forgot, I already forgot
1: who he yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs>
0: next week, a guy whose name you'll remember because it's kind of weird. Gunning Bedford. Gunning? Gunning. I like that. I like Gunning that. Bedford. Bedford. From where's where he from? Also from Delaware. It's another oh, Delawarean. Another Delawarean. Yep. So gunning.
1: Yep. I like that name. That's a good one. Thank you for listening, and be sure to check out my uh, other project, The Drunken Pawn. We're on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram.
0: And be sure to check out my other project, We Effed Up. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and all the podcast players you found this on. And also be sure to follow our podcast on Twitter at Imperfect Men Pod.
1: All right, we'll see you guys next time on Imperfect Men. <laughs>